first, we had Jack Nicholson, then Paul Newman, and this week, but Reynolds joins us in Adverton's series on movie star against the big bad institution they find themselves locked up in. <laughs> on Assange's Around the Hospital, we meet Leonard, who had this to say about some of his favourite movie actors. These characters, they had a whole series of about ten co comedies of men and women just racing around, but it, but it was funny. Keep listening and see if your guess about who he was talking about is right. Welcome to They Don't Make Them Like They Used To. Hello, good evening, and welcome to The Little Maker Like They Used To. Uh, my name is Tosin, and you are listening to Sunshine Radio on at St. Mary's Hospital on the Isle of Wight. Um, yes, I shall be your guide through the next hour or so of going through the nostalgic world of Hollywood, seeing films that were made before 1980 and talking about how lovely they were. With me today, I only have one intrepid companion stalwart stalwart what stalwart okay, that's a good word good word and that is sean sean hello there how, how are you all? yes and uh once again uh we just like to say uh, hello to alveston ward uh pet ward on this show and hello to um to leonard who uh spoke to us today and if you're trying to guess like what it is don't worry in about i think around about 20 minutes we will get around to the patient choice and we will let you know exactly what film it is or what film series it is that leonard was talking about but first up, as is our way in this show, we are going to go with a bona fide classic. We always start off with a film that we say this is a definite stone-cold classic. Everybody, you can't really argue about this. People just love this film and say this is like one of the this is one of the reasons why cinema was made. So, Sean, would you want to tell us about what film it is that we've chosen this week for our first choice? Okay, our first choice is um a film from 1974, and it is the in this country it was known as the mean machine in america it was called the longest yard the longest yard yeah. and as i said in the in, in intro we've had like a couple of weeks where we've we seem to be on this sort of like theme this sort of anti-establishment theme where we've had it was also in the 70s we had um what was that we had uh, in or the year after this we had jack nicholson and one over the cuckoo's nest cuckoo's yep. nest um where he plays it's kind of like it's it seems like a similar a similar grain that it goes along, and then we had Paul Newman in the '60s with Cool Hand Luke, mm -hmm. which we spoke about last week, which is kind of like you know, it's a, he's it, that's actually is actually a prison. It's it's a bit more it's like more of like a sort of work prison, like a chain gang and all that, and having to fight against them. So yeah, and now we have Burt Reynolds getting in on the show, getting in on the whole going on star power versus a system i think hollywood had like an issue for about 10 years i, I, I think they probably did <laughs> I, th I think hollywood had an issue with like yeah. was it the republicans in power at that point yeah I, I i think it was probably a bit of a post-vietnam thing as well because oh, it was nixon you know, wasn't it yeah it was the so nixon was, era so it was sort of bit post-vietnam and i mean we know all about Vietnam and the the riots that were in America and the demonstrations and all that, which were which were really anti-establishment. So I guess yeah. there's quite a few films, um, which are uh, you know, yeah, well, anti-establishment just purely because they're saying, oh, you know, working for the man and yeah, you know, this uh, yeah, so. Ooh. Okay, cool, <laughs> good stuff, <laughs> good stuff. Anyway, Ernie, we've got some, we've got some. Uh, well, we got. This is the trailer. We're going to play the audio from the trailer of The Longest Yard from 1974, which I think is actually, well, tells you a little, it tells you quite a bit about the film as it goes on, as every good trailer should. Should do, <laughs> yep. All right, cool. Here is, here it goes. electricity that turns on the most outrageous team in football the mean machine supercharged and power driven to the longest yard burt reynolds the quarterback who will tackle anything driver's license yeah, look what we got here a miniature cop <laughs> the superstar Feels so good. Get off of me. The <laughs> The All-American. <laughs> the All-Amazing. A joker of a jock who laughed all the way to prison. Paul Crew. The Wrecking Crew. 
<laughs> Anybody who is pro football's most valuable player has got something special. Did you ever do it standing up? All right, let's move it. A hero so special, he gets special treatment. They'll put you in the oven. Rise and shine. Oh, it's room service. <laughs> How do you like the apples? Superstar. Shaving points off of a football game. Man, that's an American. Football faggot. <laughs> Get you 24 hours in the hot box, boy. I quit. <laughs> My God, what the hell is that? That's a member of the Warden football team. And I run a football team. What football team? My football team. He assembled the meanest, dirtiest team in history. Uh, we're getting up a football game against the guards. With the guards? Yeah, I want to play. I'm going to play football. And taught them how to be meaner. The one thing that you're going to have to remember is to protect your quarterback. Me. Go! Get him And dirtier. I think he broke his neck. I think he broke his neck. I told you I broke his Before this game is over, I want every prisoner in this institution to know what I mean by power. And who controls it? The prison guards against the prisoners they guarded. The game that broke all the rules, all the records, all the bones. The most incredible ever played, on the field and off. You're gonna lose the game, and I want a 21-point spread. We've come too far together to stop now. Let's do it. From the producer of The Godfather, from the director of The Dirty Dozen, from the first second to the last, the mean machine means it. Burt Reynolds, Eddie Albert, in the wildest yet. The longest yard. Yeah, excellent. <laughs> well, okay, now that's okay. Just as a, as an aside, I actually think it's quite funny because that was a trailer for the film in 1974. That's a four minute long trailer, which is kind of like way longer than most of what you get nowadays. It because, sure is because I guess just because nowadays attention spans are just so much shorter. But it's but it's good. I mean, it, it's it's kind of good. It get, it tells you the story. I think it's good because it tells you the story of the film without giving away too much. So you get the idea of this of the character played by Burt Reynolds, which is what Paul Crew is. Paul Crew, yep. Yeah, who? For, okay, so I said this is a film that I haven't even seen, but it's such is so in film folklore that you kind of know the storyline. Like he's he's an American hero, American football player who ends up like on one night he has like a joyride, crashes around, and he gets locked up in jail. Then when he gets locked up in jail, the warden, the warden of the play, who has like this sort of like semi-pro football team of the guards, thinks, "Oh, look, we got an all-American guy." Like that. Well, you, well, it, it, and I, I, it's so correct me if I'm wrong, but he kind of feels, "Oh, if I get my team to beat a team that has him in it, then it's really going to look good for us." That yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it, it sort of goes along that theme. Um, the guards, you know, they they think, "Oh, yeah, this would be a good time to, uh, you know, have like a warm-up game because yeah, they, yeah, they're." you know they're sort of semi-pro if you like there's a league you know prisons league and yeah and they're really good and they think this will be a, a real easy game for them you know because really the only football player they've got is is paul crew you know yeah and there's also there's, there's a little subplot that he's um he that there was rumor that he shaved points off a game he'd sort of um, oh yeah, that, yeah, yeah. So there's, there's that so thing. essentially, yeah. essentially the match fixing, oh, kind so of a bit like the match fixing scandal that <laughs> yeah, you had indeed, over yeah, here. Yeah. But but it starts off with that, and and he's in his girlfriend's, and his girlfriend's really rich, and she's giving him loads of loads of grief, and so he decides to take her a nice car, mm-hmm. and as you, like exactly like you said, smashes yeah. it, and the police to start with are real nice to him. Ah, oh, Paul Crew, oh yeah, can I have a photo <laughs> and all that, and then he just calls him when you heard that little bit about oh you're a little bit short for a policeman, aren't you? Yeah. So he gets banged away, 
in this uh, this prison. And as I say, he gets um, they treat him all oh, the big pool crew, eh? And they beat him with the sticks and stuff yeah. like that. What always makes me laugh in film, they said, oh, you'll go to the oven, don't they? The, the oven, was it the oven? But yeah, I mean, yeah, like yeah, in yeah. Cool Hand Luke, there's the always... Box, yeah, the hot box. The yeah. hot box. In these, or solitary <laughs> or something like that, or the shoe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the shoe. In these films, they've always got, in the prison films, they've always got like a solitary yeah, place. Yeah, like a place you, that you don't want yeah, to go to. You just wanna go don't want to go to, yeah. But you end up getting, if you're, the, if you're the hero, you end up getting chucked in anyway. But yeah, so anyway, he goes to this prison and uh, as I say, the guards are are pretty nasty to him yeah and then they decide if he can get a team together you know the, the, their team the, the prison guards will just walk walk it yeah and so it'll be a nice little intro to him and also you know humiliate the uh, the the convicts yeah so yeah so that's the, the basic surmise and then the story goes on and there's some great characters in it he recruits you know there's, because, there's a, yeah. yeah because it's it's a bit like you know, <laughs> in the in the in the trailer we heard how they said like you know from the director the dirty dozen yeah and there's a little bit of a dirty dozen type thing of it of how he puts the team together so, indeed. and he sort of like sports the different characters and he's like okay him him and he brings them all in and all that kind of stuff yeah. and you have you have like the different characters like you have or one played by richard keel who's famous for playing jaws, jaws. in the james bond movies who's obviously hulk in man mountain and american football so yeah yeah yeah, yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. He hurt my nose. Yeah, he's like a bit of a. It's like it's huge. They look at him. Yeah, um, it's like a huge. It's like a huge man child. Child. Yeah, yeah. 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 Just block for me. Yeah. <laughs> Bang! Knocks a guy on his on his butt and yeah. So so anyway, but he gets all these characters and he's got good um, linemen, but he hasn't got anybody who can run or catch the ball. Yeah. So they need the uh, the the Negroes and mm. they won't play for him. They're like no, you know that's we basketball players. Yeah. But one of them does. One because of them, obviously there's like a whole bunch of racial tensions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All the black guys don't want to play for like, them. That's yeah. it. Yeah. So so anyway, the, uh, one dude decides he is going to play for him and he's the running back and he's just like, he's he's, he's amazing. You know, he is a proper, like, yeah, really got going good for Yeah, good athletic physique and all that kind of stuff. And the guards obviously decide that there's a little bit where he's, he's working and the guards decide they're going to pick on him. Yeah. You know, so the guards sort of really try to humiliate him. Yeah. And, and the other black guys are watching this and they're like mm. and then they all sort of turn up and said yeah we'll play for you so <laughs> they start start again oh but before that as well um he has a basketball game with him yeah and it one-on-one -on -one. yeah and he's and they, he says look if i if i beat you will you come play will you come play and they say yeah and, and they more or less you know beat him to mm. a pulp you know but he just gets <laughs> up again they knock him down he gets up again and i think they get a little bit of respect for him you know yeah. so that's part of it as well so yeah, so he's got a really, really good team together. So that's how they do it, and they actually so essentially you have more or less the whole prison banding together to, banding to play together. against this guy. Yeah, 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 play yeah. Against these guards. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. right. Yeah, because they're 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 pretty nasty. Oh, there's one guy that doesn't want to play, but um, again, the guard gives him a bit of a hard time. So yeah, he decides he's going to play. You know? Yeah. Do I get a chance to hurt the guards? And they're like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That that seems to be a theme. Yeah, that yeah, it does. Like, yeah, yeah. I got to play the cards. It's like it's like we're gonna play the guards. I'm in. I'm in. Yeah, I'm in. I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna in. hit the guards. Do, do I, I'm in. Do I get to hit him? Yeah, I'm in then. Yeah. So I mean, it's 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 it's, it's just a really really good movie all the way through, you know. And um, I I think Burt Reynolds in his younger days was a great actor, you know? mm -hmm. and he was actually a football star. Oh, right, yeah. When he was he younger. did. Yeah, when he yeah. was younger, he did actually play real you know he played college and um yeah because, because the, i think the, the thing about it is it's it's kind of like one of those it has all those sport movie beats yeah so where you have like the down and out team and then it gets put together and then you have like that one star player that they bring in and then all that kind of stuff and you have and so but reynolds kind of like has the he sort of fills in the coach slash star player he role does. in yeah, this, yeah, yeah. so he does. It. Yeah. And in the in the trailer, there was a thing about like you know, Burt Reynolds is the electricity, the powers, the the mean machine. <laughs> and it's kind of like almost forgetting about the film that Burt Reynolds powers the film, so it, it's almost kind of like it it sort of rolls along with his sort of like star easy easy going star charisma kind of thing that it's like okay yeah I'm Burt Reynolds I know yeah I know. I'm, I'm, I'm Burt Reynolds I know I know we'll just, just follow me follow <laughs> me we'll be fine yeah it's, it's Burt Reynolds yeah yeah <laughs> also there's some um really camp uh, uh chaps that become cheerleaders as well which I think is quite a funny funny they're like ooh, you know the real <laughs> but they're they're all sort of prison inmates but they've got like a little cheerleading thing going, Paul, oh yeah Paul, Paul. <laughs> you know they're all really and so there's there's a few undercurrents there a few funny bits um yeah, so what was I going to say? Oh, I lost train of thought there. Yeah. But yeah, so so you've got all this, but you know, like I said earlier about him shaving points off a game. Yes, yes. 
Well, they're actually winning. Was it? Yeah, they're actually winning against the guards. Against the guards. Yeah. And um, the warden goes and says, "Can I have a word with you?" He mm-hmm. says, "I want I want you to throw the game." Mm. He said, "Be easy for you. You've done it before." You know. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, we're going to put you in for twenty five years. You know, yeah. You're going to be in here, stuck in here forever. So that, that's that's another theme that shows up both in Cool Hand and Luke and yeah. Yeah. In, in One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Yeah, they where it's, it's kind of do what we say or we'll keep you here forever. And and the Shawshank Redemption as well. Shawshank Redemption, yeah, yes. Same. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's always if you don't say you could be in there a long time. Yeah. You, know, you could you could be in there for for a while. So yeah. And um he decides without giving it away, I'm sure people know the story. Anyway, so he does, he sort of throws the game. Mm-hmm. All they you know, he sort of pulls himself out of the game. Yeah. And they're like, Oh, what's so all the all the cons, they're all like really, you know, oh, is this what it's all about and, and everything. Yeah. And then he's talking, there's this one old boy in there. And uh, and I think there's a bit in Corn Hand Luke as well. But anyway, similar sort of thing. And he says, how come you've been in there so long? He said, oh, I, I hit the warden like that. And he <laughs> goes, I've got 25 years for hitting the warden. He says, was it worth it? And he, this old boy walks around and he went, sort of thinks about it a bit and he goes, yeah and <laughs> so so yeah that's that's that's, that's great that that was uh, i really liked that bit um but yeah there's so many and uh, characters in this ed lautner who's yep. like he, he pops up in a lot of things a lot of people don't know him but he's like plays the guard who's like the the captain of the football team you know, yeah and the coach and yeah yeah the, the the one who's like that's my football team. that's my, my football f- team yeah. yeah you're in my place now so yeah so and it, and he actually has some like uh, real life American football stars. Yeah, in it does. It. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. It has some some. Uh, there's a few films now. The football stars, well, basketball stars. They're all becoming you know actors these days. Oh yeah, as yeah, well, yeah. You know, if you think about it. Yeah. Reminds me of an American football star called Brian Bosworth. I oh think yeah. He played. Uh, I don't. I think it was he was in the film The Punisher. I think for a little while with the Bosworth. He made two or three films. He was this. Um, <laughs> Bosworth was a college player yeah and he went straight in he didn't do his he didn't finish college he went straight in he was he went straight supposed to, the to be NFL. brilliant yeah supposed yeah. to be absolutely brilliant but he got like injured injured that's <laughs> his second game and that was it that, that, was that, like, that happens so often oh, that story is just so it common is. in american yeah. football it right? is yeah i mean that's like they even have a new film coming out called concussion really yeah, yeah there's a new film called no wait is it i think it's called it's, it stars will smith in it i think it's called concussion and it's all about this doctor who did the who did the research into how American football stars have concussions and how like that they need to change their way? And it's all about the conspiracy to shut him up, shut him up, to yeah. shut him up. So it, it looks it looks quite good, but yeah, no, it's quite a big thing at the moment. Just how many of them get injured and how much they might be. Uh, and um, I know people who play. Who, I know I have American friends who played in college, and they say, oh yeah, um, I had, uh, there's people who play in college and then they go to NFL. But the fact is that. Uh, an NFL player, if they're really, really good, might have four years. Four years, yeah. Four years, of the, and that is their career over. And then after that, four years, so they might finish their 26 or something like that, and their career's over. It does happen, yeah. <laughs> and they're like, what do I do now? So I think that that's a little bit of what they're touching on with the, with the Paul Crew character in that at the beginning where obviously he seems like he's down on his luck and he has this sugar mama who's looking after him and it looks like he doesn't really have anything but when he goes into prison, it seems like it's in so many ways. It's a way for, for him to almost sort of redeem himself redeem and himself. reclaim himself and like get his life back. Yeah, so, and that, that seems to be like a theme that goes through it. Like he finds something that he can actually fight for that actually means something to him, and which is like getting this band of prisoners together and inspiring them to to, to do something that hasn't been done before. Really, yeah, I guess that's it. Yeah, it was. Um, as I say, he was really popular around that time as well, wasn't he, Burt Reynolds? He made a, oh yeah, like, yeah. A, like a yeah, major star. But Reynolds was a huge star. Like, yeah. The funny thing is that I'd actually never knew about Burt Reynolds. The first time I ever saw him was on TV. was on a TV show that isn't very well known at all called Dan August. Dan August. I've heard of it. I've never yeah. actually seen it. Yeah, Dan August. Because of, in Nigeria, we got random stuff on TV. And so we got Dan. Uh, and my dad would go, oh, Burt Reynolds. Oh, no, Burt Reynolds. And I'd be like, who? What? Nah. So this was during the 80s. I just saw it was Burt Reynolds played this guy called Dan August. And for, the funny thing about it is... I guess he's it's like this in Longest Yard because but Reynolds has become almost synonymous with his mustache. Yeah. 
And it's very rare that you see him without the mustache, like even in his in, in his roles and his most famous roles, he has the mustache. This one he doesn't, and in that August he didn't have the mustache either. So when I saw him in other films, I just didn't recognize him. <laughs> I was like, "Who's that guy?" Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Burt Reynolds, that's what you think of, isn't it? The mustache. You think of the yeah, mustache. mustache yeah. You, you think of the mustache and the laid back, sort of southern attitude kind of thing. The sort of laid back southern Georgia boy attitude. I, I there's a bit. I know there's a different movie, Silent Movie. I think he's in that, isn't he? Have Silent you ever seen movie. Silent Movie? Movie, oh, the, the Mel, Mel Brooks the one. Mel Brooks one. In, in the bit where he's like in the shower and he's like he's sort of only for a little while, like a little cameo. Yeah. And I think he's in the shower and then I've like never Marty seen Feldman. it. Have you not seen it? I've oh, right. seen it. But Burt Reynolds is in it for a little while and he's like really vain, you know, and he's looking in the mirror himself. <laughs> oh, I and think stuff. I've heard of this. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've heard of and this. And then scene. all the hands come up like <laughs> Marty Feldman and that. That's that's so yeah. Um and yeah. he was in a film with Clint Eastwood, City Heat. I was, you ever seen oh, yeah, City yes, Heat that I've seen. seen. Yeah, yeah. That I've seen, yeah. I didn't think that was was so good. I think that it, was just a. Yeah, I think it was. It was that that, it was, was, what that it was. was later on because yeah. I think there were at some point there was a Burt Reynolds backlash where people just didn't really. They just it just seemed it seemed to become the fashionable thing to knock Burt Reynolds and yeah. to not like him and to say that he was just like essentially to play him down. Oh, he's not that good an actor. He's just like you know a mustache with a six pack or something or a mustache with a hairy chest uh, and he, and he has like all this machismo and because all of a lot of his roles it's very about a man being like a man man kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so there was a thing about just knocking Burt Reynolds and I know that it wasn't until he came back with of all films striptease striptease yeah, yeah. The, the Demi Moore movie where he played like this sort of like oily sleazy senator that people were like, oh my God, this guy can actually act. And, and Boogie Nights. Yeah, Boogie Nights. Boogie Nights. Yeah, because I think Striptease came first, first. and Boogie Nights ah, came yeah. after that, where, in which he plays a porn director. Yeah. And people were like, oh my word, this guy's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, funny It's funny how, how actors go in and out of, of popularity. Yeah. John Travolta. Oh, I John mean, Travolta, yeah. yeah. John Travolta's a total case in point. <laughs> yeah, it's total just, case in point. It's just, it, yeah, staying stay alive or whatever it was. And then... Uh, well, yeah, yeah, he had, yeah, he had um, Saturday Night the Fever. Fever. That he was his Greece. big one. Greece. He had, uh, and, and then in the 80s, he just... Disappeared. Uh, yeah, his 80s. I mean, he, he did one good film that seemed to be... Ba- that It was a little bit similar to The Conversation with Gene Hackman. Oh, wow. It, That's a good movie. Yeah, yeah. It's, oh, I can't remember what it's called, but he's like, he's like listening on a bridge and he might just... He accidentally films somebody killing like somebody else and then it's... Uh, I, I can't remember. What the, I can't remember. I can't remember what the film's called. No, no, no. But then after that, it was things like a film called Perfect with Jamie Lee Curtis in the eighties, and his eighties outfit was nothing until nothing. until Quentin Tarantino said, oh, "I love John Travolta. <laughs> Come over, Pulp Fiction. Come do this. Check it out, man. It's great." And then he soared. And then, and then all of a sudden, yeah. he just sort of like got like you know a second career, more or less. Although we haven't heard of him much since, have we? No, nah, he's no well, not not for his movies. Not for his movies, no, <laughs> no, <laughs> that's that's true. Not for his movies, that's true. But yeah, I think uh, but Reynolds happy that he happy he came back because I, I actually, I think he's one of these people who he might not get all the plaudits like you know of like as great actors, but he's just so watchable. Yeah, yeah. It's like you look at him on screen. It's it's a bit like Mel Gibson. Whatever happens to him, when the new Mad Max movie came out with Tom Hardy. Somebody was actually saying, okay, look, Tom Hardy, brilliant actor. I think he's a much better actor than Mel Gibson is ever going to be. But I would much rather watch Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson, yeah. <laughs> because he's just, he's just, he's got that stark thing about him where he's just easygoing. He's happy with the camera. He doesn't have to work for it. And he just sort of, you know, and Burt Reynolds has that. So I think, yeah. Yeah, yeah. W- would you say, would you say The Longest Yard is, would you say this is the quintessential Burt Reynolds film? Um... Yeah, I would think I would have to say it probably is. Probably is. I, I don't know. Deliverance, maybe. No, this, this, this would. Yeah, because Deliverance doesn't rely so much no, on him. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. This is he. He sort of carries the film in this, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you're right. Yeah, It'll yeah. I have to think that. Yeah, I, th- I think it's because I think when when you think about Reynolds, and you think about okay, film that is synonymous with him. With him, uh, it's probably it's probably, probably longest yard. Machine. Yeah, but longest yard. Sorry, mean that machine. Was, yeah, mean either, machine. Either way, which uh, are we going to talk about the mean? Uh, yeah, oh, no, right, okay. no, no, hold it. Oh, keep right, okay. keep your powder dry. Keep your powder dry. Cool. Okay, thanks so much for that. <laughs> thanks so much. So that's um, the longest yard as a bona fide film classic for this week. Uh, now every week, what we do on this show is we go into the hospital here and on the Isle of Wight, St Mary's, and we go to our. <laughs> we, uh, Sean, you ready for a theme song? I'm ready for a theme You're song. Ready for a theme song. Go for it. Yeah, we we go to our pet word, Alveston. So this week on. Alveston, oh Alveston. I 
This week we talked to <laughs> we talked that was, to that was good. <laughs> Yeah, until I started laughing. Okay, this week we talked to um Leonard. Leonard who was on there and so we go in there and we ask pa- patients two questions. One, what was your well, the first film that you ever went to see in the cinema? What's your greatest film of all time? Spoke to Leonard and Leonard couldn't quite remember what the first film he saw in the cinema was. However, he did speak to us and this is what he said. I think some of the re- recent ones going back to the war we good we good to be seen by people who didn't, had no idea of about it um, and some of the comedies a lot of our comedians are now gone recently but they did put on good shows on the films they, they um I can't remember who the actors were now. <laughs> These characters, they had a whole series of about ten co- comedies of men and women just racing around, but it, but it was funny and, you know, there was not, nothing vulgar or nasty with it. It was just, just good comedy. Well, the Carry On films? Carry On, I do beg your pardon, yes, you, you hit it on the head, thank you. That's right. Yes, they were a good, they were a good lot, and they were, they were there all the time. Well, they were all they were a very good act, and they were all well, well acting too. They were, they were, they, they were good for the from really from the youth to the antique. They, they put on a good good show for us, and I don't think there's anybody on the on this line at the moment to to do that. Maybe somebody will come forward before too long, but they're certainly missed. Um, I said about the war, war war pictures. Well, they they have brought to the people's eyes at the moment because of the what is it, 70 years. For, for the uh, for the actual thing, and I think it doesn't do anybody any harm to see what some of these people had to do over a five-year period. But I think, and also, of course, that a lot of the people that were in it now, there are very few left, and I could understand that in the next few years, as these really old people do die out, then I could I could understand that that the series would rather be, I wouldn't say completely dropped, but they could certainly cut it, because it would just too much, be too much for people to follow that, that really had no memory of it, or had a, maybe had relatives for it. I know I'm an oldie and I can't, can't avoid it. Yes, so that was Leonard. Leonard, thank you very much for, uh, for giving that to us. So, Carrion movies and war movies. Yeah, sounds like right up your street. <laughs> right up your street, George. Well, it's really funny with um with the Carry On films. When I was younger, I I sort of used to think they were. Well, I, I didn't. You know, they didn't appeal to me really. I, yeah. I think the first two, but but I haven't reviewed them later on. They are quite quite funny, and I quite enjoy some of them. Not all of them. Yeah. But I I do quite enjoy some of the Carry On films and. There were some great characters in there that you could recognise all the time. You know? Yeah, and some yeah. great names. You know, yeah. to, <laughs> I mean, wow. There's, I, I don't know how many in total films there were. Maybe twenty. Uh, I think it was close to the thirties. Thirty, thirty yeah, films. Think, yeah. yeah, I think it was close. It was close to something like that. I, I know the first one was Carry On Sergeant and talking about war films. Yeah, and that was probably you know there were some people come home from the war, demobbed, whatever. So yeah, that, that was probably quite fresh in the memories and a lot of people. When you parody something, it's you know. Well, yeah, but, yeah, because I, I think I don't even think that the Carry On movie started off that much of a parody or anything like that. I think they developed that later. Later, yeah. Because the obviously it's like a troop of actors who kept coming back, and you have the Carry On actors and Sid James, who is like essentially the ringleader of the Carry On actors. He didn't actually show up. He wasn't there for the first couple. He wasn't there for the first few. No. Yeah, he wasn't there for the first few. But I think it was like when Sid James shows up, that Carry On movies just sort of like take off, and then they that's when they develop their definite identity of what you're going to have of 
the the like say James is gonna show up and he's gonna be some sort of like old dirty man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's usually chasing Barbara Windsor and he's usually running away from John Sims. That's it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's 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 the, the and premise. Kenneth Williams and Charles Hawthorne show up and yeah. all that kind of stuff. So it's it's uh, it's it's pretty good because I remember the first first Carry On movie I ever saw was Carry On Screaming. Oh yeah, with yeah, which. It's got Kenneth Williams in it. it. Hasn't got Sid James in it. No, it hasn't got Sid James. Who's the actress? I, it's, oh, I don't know the actresses, but yeah, the, yeah, we'll, yeah. We'll, we'll check we'll that. Check, we'll check, check that, that but, one. Yeah. But but in the meantime, and and then it's like it's the first one I ever saw. I saw it on this channel, which was essentially the equivalent of ITV in Nigeria when I was growing up, and it was on late at night. And this thing comes up, and it has this whole thing where it's supposed to look like what you recognize from like a Dracula movie. But then the song kicks off. The song from the Carrier movie kicks off. Are you thinking what the? Until today, that song is stuck in my head. Really? I, mean, I think till today, I, I mean, because you know sometimes you you hear something and you think, oh yeah, oh when I was growing up, this is what it was. Like. I try and sing it, but then you listen to it and you realize, oh, it sounds nothing like what was actually in my head. Yeah. yeah. But this time, <coughs> excuse me, this time round. I actually went back and listened to the song and it was exactly as I remembered it. Exactly. So so in honor of that, Brilliant. We've we've got the we've got the song from the beginning of Carry On Screaming by Ray Pilgrim. Everybody's getting goose pimples, cold icy fingers that run up your spine. Mm, whoa, 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 come closer, come closer. Those fingers that you're feeling on mine. So carry on screaming, carry on screaming. Cause when you're screaming, I know that you're dreaming of me. Each single heartbeat's a sickening thud. Curls of blood. Oh, baby, ain't it romantic? I've locked the door and I've swallowed the key. Mm, whoa, whoa, whoa. Come closer, come closer. Cause you bring out the monster in me. So carry on screaming, carry on screaming. Cause when you're screaming, I know that you're dreaming of me. Yes. <laughs> Sounds like a James Bond theme. Yeah. Carry on screaming. <laughs> ah! Carry on screaming. And I remember that from, I must have been like seven. And that song has been in my head for the whole time. And I didn't actually see any other Carry On movies for for years. And then I started finding out about Carry On, all the Kyber and all that kind of stuff. And like, you know, Carry On, don't lose your head. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, wow. I was like, oh, wow. There's like a whole thing of going on. And, and because Carry On Screaming is a bit different from all those other ones. It's it's actually, I think by that time, they started going a little bit away from the formula. So it was actually quite funny just sort of finding out that it was a whole I, different thing. I think that's one of the best ones. I think um, Carry On Screaming. It's carry On Screaming, yeah. Yeah, I haven't seen it in ages, but I do remember enjoying it a lot yeah yeah that's right yeah but it's done like the hammer films because i think the hammer it's, it's films done, are really yeah. popular there so it was the atmosphere with the with the costumes you know with, with the costumes I, and like the sort of like the the sort of sat, the the fog going across the moors and all that kind of stuff right. the, the one bit i remember and I, I don't know why it's jim dale i think jim dale was in yeah, it yep 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 and he's talking to this this girl who's in a green green um dress with the, yeah. you, know, you know like the rough there and I, I, why I remember that scene, I don't know. I just think because it was really, it's in the woods. And yeah. like you say, the map, and it's like an old Hammer Dracula film where the, the coach comes along. You know, There's always a coach. <laughs> always with a, a coach. strange driver, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, but I mean, other carry-on ones are carry-on matron. was quite Hattie Jakes, wasn't it? Yep. So, yeah, I mean, it's Hattie a great series. Jakes. What could you talk about Hattie Jakes? Yeah. Oh, Hattie Jakes. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> So, yeah, yeah, but the thing is, I, I, I do think it's one of those. It's see, because Carry On is a film. Obviously, we, we talk about films and all that stuff on this show, and I, it's a kind of this is a kind of thing where I don't, I, I don't ever expect a Carry On movie to show up because people are not really going to look at the Carry On movies and call them high art. A bit like what you were saying when you were growing up, that yeah. you don't really think of the high art. They, they, I mean, for a long time they were, they were seen. I mean, there's a bit where Leonard says that there's nothing, there was nothing really vulgar about them. Mm -hmm. I, I know there's some people who would argue about that. It, 
it was a bit saucy. It was like that saucy seaside postcard humour. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. exactly. Or, Especially or innuendos and yeah. suggestions. Because I remember even growing up, I mean, when we when we all started getting into the Carrier movies and all that. Second Carrier movies, and I remember one of the one of the really popular ones was Carry On Camping, and mainly because of Barbara Windsor. Yeah. And because because of Barbara Windsor, <laughs> who who for a while she she yeah. played the her, her role in the Carrier movies was the hot young thing. The hot young thing who had at least one scene where her top sort of like just randomly <laughs> fell off, <Yeah. laughs> and and that was that was it. and I know that that was kind of like what it was known for. It was known for Sid James t- chasing Barbara Windsor around and then her top falls off. <laughs> but and but <laughs> well, this, you, yeah okay yeah but but the thing is at the same time as that's being said once he said carrier movies i was kind of like oh yes and i think similar when you came in and i was like we're going to talk about carrier movies you were like oh yes that even though they are probably not going to make like many people's list of top films ever or anything like that there's just a they're fun they're, they're fun and yeah, there's just fun. a there's a place in everybody's heart just a, just a very very affectionate place in everybody's heart for the carry on carry on movies. yeah i think that's it and and you know the cast and everything it's yeah. just like the cast. well it's part of british film history really isn't it the cast I mean, it was a troop yeah for a the while troop. i think i think they were british film history yeah yeah that's, that's <laughs> about what we had and then you had the um what were the ones that sort of came up on that they were a little bit more risque was the confessions films didn't you which oh. i think were confessions and then yeah, those those are just terrible yeah they were they were they, <laughs> those are pretty awful but i think they were trying to cash in on the they were they were trying to do the whole the yeah. whole sort of like series thing series. kind and of related same actors but not really the same, same thing no it wasn't stuff, the same but. thing yeah but uh yeah that was i mean i think i think during the the 70s in britain mm-hmm. you know that whole um it was it was all it was and anything to do with with sex was all was all the windows, yeah, because yeah. it was very. We had that still Victorian, you know. Ooh, we can't talk about <laughs> that, like, you know. So, so yeah, yeah, I say. So, yeah, so it was very much and I, th- that way. So it was all in you. Everybody knew what they were talking about, but you couldn't get like people saying, "Oh, being really, really rude," you know. Well, we was only saying, <laughs> yeah, oh, I don't know what. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, it's like we're, we're it's like we're only talking about plums. Yeah, we're only talking about plums. That's <laughs> yeah. right. Yeah, plums. <laughs> <laughs> Kenneth Williams. Yeah. yeah. Right. Oh, Kenneth Williams. Oh, and he was. <laughs> I, 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 Kenneth, I Kenneth Williams was on um, on a Parkinson with. I'm not sure if it's Robert Mitchum or John Wayne. Oh yeah. One. So you know, and, and Kenneth Williams being how camp he was. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And John Wayne being like as, super as, macho, yeah, as you could possibly be. But apparently they got on just so well. It was like it was like really, yeah. Well, yeah, I think I think because th- there's some people, right? There's some people who. Uh, but well, the thing is, because with when it comes to camp, uh, I've got to. I've got to. It took me ages to get my head around exactly what camp was. What is? And there's some people who I meet, and I feel like they're just trying too hard to put the camp on. Yeah. But Kenneth Williams was just somebody who you just kind of looked at me and just kind of thought. Yay! Look at him. He's just—he's a bit like that. He's a bit like you know your your funny uncle who comes uncle. and just makes everybody yeah, laugh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, so, so yeah, it's. Uh, I think Kenneth Williams was it was it was really really good, and um uh just one one thing he was talking about uh the, how there's no troop or there's nobody like that who's coming up nowadays, and I think uh, there's one there's one group I can think of, and these are. They're the guys who do the horrible histories. Have you ever seen the TV show Horrible I've History? I've seen a few of the the, the horrible histories. But they're actually them. really good. They're, they're, they're clever. I mean, it, I remember there's that, that there was a song in it because I remember some of the students at school started singing us about the song, like with yeah. all the kings and queens and yeah. things. So Richard, Henry, Henry, Richard. I yeah. can't remember exactly what it was, but it's it was really good. It had you know it was a song and they remembered it and yeah. so you know and it's of course there's a lot of revisionists now with history, isn't there? Really, yeah. So which which is fair enough. But yeah, but but I think the way they do it is actually quite good from an education point of view. They also do a TV show on Sky called Yonderland, which is sort of like a fantasy sort of spoof thing and all that. And they've just made the first film called Bill, which is all about. Have you seen it? I haven't seen it yet. No, I haven't, I haven't, I haven't seen, seen it yet. Which is about Shakespeare, and it's essentially them playing around with the Shakespeare thing or a period of Shakespeare's life that nobody really knows anything about. But I think that um, when he's talking about anybody who could come up, I think that they probably have if they get to make more films. And uh, just a quick thing, because we do have to move on. When he was talking about war movies, and he was oh, talking yeah. about about how there's a lot of them now, but he's saying that a lot of these people are dying out. And he made a point, which I thought was a bit of a, a bit of a, bit of a pertinent one. He's like, it was essentially to boil it down. It sounded like what he was saying was maybe the main reason that people are making so many war movies is because these people are still around. But in the next couple of years, when almost everybody who was involved in the Second World War dies out, uh, die, dies, 
then no one's really going to care because no one's going to have any link, like family link or anything like that to people who are actually in the war. So maybe then we won't see as many TV shows and as many documentaries and as many things, as, which is which is an interesting point. But It, it is really because, I mean, like now we got the first rule board. They? I mean, mm-hmm. there was that com- a lot of commemorative stuff, but there's no real films made now about the first rule no, board. No. I mean, you used to have Paths to Glory and there was, there was, you know, All Quiet on the Western Front, yeah. which was about the first rule board, but there's no... I, I, there probably is, but I can't think of one. Well, no, I can't think of one recently. You, you that's know, not a recent made. film of the First World War. Yeah, it is. I mean, for it's been like for about forty years, it's all a bit. Oh, when it comes to films, it's all been Second World War, Second, second World War, Second World War. Second World yeah. War. And it's yeah. And I just thought, and I never, it didn't even occur to me. But when he when he said it, I was like, oh my, that's actually a point. That's that would be sad, and I hope it doesn't happen. I hope that we find a way of remembering. But it's it's well, a, it's a point to think about. Mm, that's it. Everything sort of fades away i was i was interested to say when I, I thought about music to some of the students when i was at school and they the beatles who are the beatles you know what i mean <laughs> but they have yeah seriously seriously oh, it was like I the beatles and they've actually I, I believe now they've put it on the curriculum of like to do with but yeah so you know well, they Beatles with the Beatles. It, it is actually funny because on Radio One, which is obviously the station for young people, yeah. they have there's the, there's a rapper, uh, an American rapper called Kanye West, um, who's who he he did a song with Paul McCartney, and so it was like Kanye West featuring Paul McCartney, and and apparently they were they were they were getting like texts and everything like going, oh, it's really really nice for Kanye West to give this young upcoming artist Paul McCartney <laughs> a hand, in, like feature. I never heard of him before. How come he's on a Kanye West song? <laughs> and people were like, what? No, it, it does happen. It does happen. Yeah, yeah it's, it's just to forget is very very human. It but is. thank you very much, Leonard. And uh, thank you very much, Leonard. We will will carry on now going on. And now what we have is we have uh we usually talk about a hidden gem, a film that nobody like hardly anybody has seen that we that we think should have a wider well, should have a, a wider release. More people yeah. should know about it. And Sean, you chose this film called Phase Four. I did, yeah. Okay, cool. Can you tell us why you chose Phase Four? Okay, Phase Four. This was a film that um it was nineteen seventy four and it had a really, really sort of big effect for me this was obviously a, a science fiction film before star wars came mm-hmm, along and mm-hmm. and and during this era there were lots of uh, lots of films there was like the andromeda strain mm-hmm. um, which people probably heard of the satan bug um so this era was all you know there wasn't a lot of money around and so this was this was sort of space you know and, and i mean i grew up in the space age anyway so yeah it was really interesting to me but this has got quite a different slant on it it's quite yeah okay yeah. so what we have here is um i watched the trailer for this earlier and i just couldn't i i, I really couldn't make head a tell of it so i thought that like, we're going to play the trailer here we're going i'm going to try and describe what's going on on screen because it seems like it's quite a visual film yeah. it's directed by Saul bass who is actually known for he's more known for doing titles titles in films. that's right yeah so things like the pink Piter, Pan- panther opening titles and like a lot of, of like Hitchcock Vertigo stuff and all yep, that kind of stuff. That's all Saul Bass. Yeah. Yeah. Like the, he's 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 a very visual guy. He is. Yeah. So I'm going to try and explain what's going on on screen. And then every now and then we will pause it. And Sean, you will explain what this has to do with the film. Okay. Okay. All right. Cool. I'll try. So here it is. Phase four trailer. So that's the sun going behind the moon or something. Yeah. That's like up in space. That's like a sort of. It's cosmic aberration. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe um, extraterrestrial. In the next few moments, we will try to give you an impression of a new kind of film experience. If your curiosity is aroused, you are ready for Phase Four. And now something that looks like Stonehenge blows up. And now there's an ant with a woman looking at the ant. And now there's the ant looking at the woman. A close-up of the ant's face. They're sending back my message. What does it mean? This is no message. If there's an intelligence there, I want it to know there's an intelligence here. Okay, let's stop there. Okay. So we just had we just had something that looks a bit like a NASA station, a space station sending a signal into space or something, and then you have this guy who's sitting down there saying, "If there's an intelligence there, I wanted to know there's an intelligence here." What's happening? Okay. Well, basically, yeah, they they're getting this signal from space, mm-hmm. and and basically explains it all. Oh, this this signal comes down, mm-hmm. um, and obviously he wants to send up information, but 
they're not really interested in the information whatever whatever is going on up there extraterrestrial or intelligent life they, they're not really that interested in it yeah so and they're not really sure what it is but what's happening here is to do with the ants is the ants are suddenly attacking humans All um, right. and there's a young it's just two scientists they're on this and so they they go to find out why and they they pick up this little wafy girl along the way and uh and they've got the ants to study the ants because, as I say, they've started to attack people. Now, those big monolith things that you thought were like yeah, Stonehenge. Yeah, they looked a bit like Stonehenge, yeah. Those were things that the ants had built. All right. So, like, the ants had built the the the, the pillars. Yeah. And uh, that bit, when they when they blew up, was they destroyed them, basically. So they, they'd blown up the pillars, you know, to... Okay. So I'll probably explain a bit more in a minute. Okay, so so we have we have ants doing weird things, doing attacking weird human things. beings, yeah, yeah, and yeah. people trying to find about talk about extraterrestrial life. Okay, so let's carry on with the trailer. So now we have a close up of an ant being crushed by a massive stone. That looks like a whole bunch of ants. We're in the desert or something. Yeah, they're in the Arizona desert. Taking over the countryside first, then laying siege to towns and cities. We have only one chance. Now there's an owl. And now there's a typewriter typing ready, 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 ready. Yeah. And there's a horse in the field. Yes, What's going it's on? really old. Okay. Yeah. So these th that's the ants attacking like like they slowly every different places. It's spreading out. So it's getting taken over slowly. Yeah. And during this, this is called phase four. But there's like they decide there's like phase one. Yeah. Phase two. Um, and phase three and phase four is well that sort of world domination your imagination that basically. so they're taking over so this this intelligence is taking over the animals oh and right. then slowly so phase one obviously colonizing so with the the ants okay and then it gradually escalates so so we have an extraterrestrial thing taking over animals starting with the ants yeah to attack humans humans yeah to take over so yeah i know it all sounds very odd no 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 that's actually <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking that's actually a brilliant idea <laughs> there's more of them yeah yeah so it's, it's like, okay so so who do you think they're going to take over in phase four okay <laughs> let, let's see ant click ant click 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 a screen just saying warning malfunction that knows what your next move will be before you think of it. This film seems big on ants. Yeah, it's big on ants. It's big on... It's it's, it's very arty, you can see. By yeah, it's what's very, going on. very, very arty. Very visual. Very visual. You wouldn't want to come home with a few years from the pub and watch it. <laughs> what the hell? Actually, it, do, it does seem like one of those sort of like student it movies. Would be, yeah. It seems like one of those student movies that you come home late at night and you just sort of like put on it and like, what is this? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, uh, it, yeah, I guess also because you have like obviously Saul Bass, a very Bass, visual, yeah. very visual guy who's an artist and he just, and this just sort of plays into yeah. that. Yeah. So, so, the, uh, so you have a whole this thing, you have yeah. there's shots of people going into quicksand and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. That, that, that oh. bit actually wasn't in the film. Uh, was that it? Was, that was so you know like sometimes you see for bits and trailers that way, yeah, I think there was it. some lost footage somewhere that which I've seen on YouTube which was was another ending but that that, that last bit is it actually wasn't in the okay. in the released version okay um, but anyway yeah so there's the story the two scientists they're studying the ants because they want to know what's happening you know and there was a bit there where you saw pillars with like the sunshine on yep, which yep, was yeah. well that was the ants decided that they were going to try and make it so hot for them in this in this uh, laboratory they're in in this this yeah so um they blow them up and they try to poison them they try oh yeah they try to poison the ants so they spray all this pesticide yeah 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 there were shots of there were shots yeah, of yeah, that yeah. yeah so they and the ants what what happens is one ant goes grabs a little bit and then takes it to it dies off but it gives this piece of poison to another ant and that goes and there's about 
they keep passing it on to the ants and the final one takes it to the queen yeah and the queen eats this bit of poison and then she starts producing ants which are different colored ants and they're immune to the poison so they can <laughs> so i mean that ever did and it's like and how they got the ants to do what they did it's almost like they're talking to each other yeah know, so it's and it's just a really really interesting film. It actually it actually sounds very yeah, interesting. It's, it's, it sounds very because obviously the seventies and sci-fi, and I think um of sci people say a lot about sci-fi that sci-fi is just like it's it's a when it's used properly it's just a really good way of exploring different ideas. Different ideas definitely. that you couldn't really explore in like you know it, if you made like a normal oh this is what a real life is like movie. So like um so, and I think in the seventies they took that and they ran with that. So with sci-fi because. Obviously, you you don't have to hold on to what anything looks like because you can make it all sort of different things and you can go and explore these different ideas. And that actually sounds like quite it sounds it sounds like a very intelligent idea and a very intelligent film. Yeah. I think it's quite popular. It's get, it gets high ratings. I think on um, you know IMBD and mm-hmm. um, Rotten Tomatoes. They a lot of good reviews on there. So it's worth watching. But that era, there were loads of films that I just saw. Then there was the Ultimate Warrior with Yul Brenner. But that was a post-apocalyptic thing because mm-hmm. that was that was big as well. Um, obviously the Amiga Man. Yeah, because I guess it was because it was it was the whole sort of like Cold War stuff and Cold, the whole like yeah. we're all gonna get destroyed and there's yeah. whole Earth annihilation and disaster movies became really big because it was just kind of on everybody's minds. Yeah, this yeah the seventies was an era where there wasn't a lot of money around mm-hmm. and you know it was like you had the petrol crisis and all things so it was yeah very some nihilistic stuff I think maybe yeah I don't know but yeah. This phase four is really, really worth a watch, and and I must watch it again because it's been a few. It's got my. I'm gonna have to try and find it somewhere. It is, it, it does it has it, it does it has got me intrigued because mm-hmm. like when you have shots like with the ladies lying down in bed looking at the ants going go away go away leave us yeah. alone. And I'm just like, what the? I want to see this. I guess the ants are a bit like Alien, perhaps. Well, <laughs> perhaps, well yeah, but, but, but it's, it's they got the because, idea from because obviously yeah. you have um you have. That on the other hand, you have like the film Them, Them which yeah. is all about like big that's massive killer movie. killer yeah. ants coming in. But that's like do, 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 that's a bit like on the on the schlocky end of the scale where yeah. you have like big monster ants coming around and chasing people around. But this is the same thing as ants, but it's it's actually almost well, it's scarier because it's kind of like these could be actual ants. And obviously, you do see ants going around and building things and everything. I can just imagine someone freaking out, going, "What are they doing? What are they doing? <laughs> what are they doing? Why are these ants? Why do they keep building stuff? What do they know? They're in a house. <laughs> What's going on?" Ants, ants are amazing things, really. They, they, they really, they, they really yeah. are. I mean, the recent film out, Ant Man. Ant Man, yeah. That was really good. But I mean, I know going off track a bit, but. I think in Amazon they got the things called soldier ants, haven't they? Which mm-hmm. just go on a yeah. They just go and take everything. And I watched a program on them, and people who live in the jungle, they actually vacate the house and let the ants come in because the ants clear all the <laughs> all the stuff, and they let the ants. They're quite happy for the ants to come into their house. Yeah, you know they don't just hang around, but yeah, it eats, they eat all the little bugs and stuff, and then <laughs> go the shit, ants, <laughs> clear, clear off. Like, well, that's it. That's yeah. my spring cleaning yeah, yeah, yeah. done. So <laughs> the ants have sorted it for me. So they are fascinating things, and. You know, so say phase four, you see quite a few of them. You see quite a few. Of them. Yeah, it's a. I guess I remember, I remember people um, when we watched The Sixth Sense, and my cousins. I was in Canada with my cousins, and they. One of them said that what he loved about The Sixth Sense was that because it was released months there before it came out here. It was the the way that they took all the everyday things, like you know when like there's a bit where he says, you know when you're by yourself and he just gets all of a sudden really really cold. That's them. That's, that's the ghost. Yeah. And it's just like it takes things that definitely happen. And then gives this explanation for them that you kind of go, oh come on, that's that's that that's, mm, that could be right. That could be. <laughs> so it's it's kind of like taking the whole thing about ants and what the way they are, and it goes like, oh, what about oh, this? How about it. how about that? I'd, I quite like it. I'd, I'd, it'd be interesting if they remade actually if they remade um, Phase Four. Well, that'd be, that'd be a, yeah. No. Well, no, I think it would be interesting. I'm trying to figure out because I have technology to do the ants the way they did them in Ant Man. Ant Man, yeah. I'm just trying to figure out whether that would ruin it or that would make it better. Because sometimes technology, sometimes what makes these films, especially in the seventies, is the restrictions that the filmmakers had, yeah. and so yeah. they had to find out more inventive ways of making things. Okay, cool, man. We're running out of time today. I know, I know. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, and now we, uh, but yeah, thanks a lot for that face four. That's definitely one I've got to go, got to go check out. And now we're gonna go into. We usually end the show off with uh, either a section called "Exception to the Rule" or one called "Isle of Movies." Today we're kind of going with that exception to the rule, but 
kind of, maybe not, but it links to our first film that we spoke about today. If you've been listening, we spoke about The Longest Yard. And now we're going to talk about The Longest Yard. The Longest Yard. A remake. So this got remade. So The Longest Yard got remade in 2005 with Adam Sandler. That's right. Playing the Burt Reynolds role. Yep, crew. Playing Paul Crew. Playing Paul Crew. Now, the second they hear Adam Sandler, you are knowing that this film is going to be different. So, Sean, tell us about the remake. Okay, the remake. The remake actually runs along the lines of the original movie. So it's, it just it's, goes it's basically, yeah, it's basically the, the same the, film. The, the car chase, yeah, getting arrested by the police, thrown in prison. Yeah. Same characters, you know, exactly the same. Works the same with the trying to recruit the players as well. Mm-hmm. There's like a huge huge guy who's a big guy I think that's there's a lot of American footballers in there's a lot of NFL players yeah 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 and there's a I can't think of his name now but there's one that sort of looks like the Richard Keel character yeah yeah yeah, um, okay. yeah. because because I've seen I've seen the Adam Sandler thing and yeah. you have the whole thing where he's like you know, he broke my nose, nose. yeah 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 it's like, the- it's like let me fix it for you let me fix <laughs> yeah, yeah, it for yeah. you and he does that and that whole thing the way it plays in that film I saw that and I thought oh that was like an Adam Sandler edition or something like yeah, that yeah, like yeah. he just he put that in there because he wanted to do something funny like oh a big guy who's like also like you know man child then I saw the clip from the original, and it's pretty much the same is, thing. Yeah. Only yeah. that now, now that the big guy's black, the big, the big guy's black. You got Adam Sandler instead of Burt Reynolds. Well, it's pretty much the same thing. Like he broke my nose, and he fixes. It. Like, what does it look like? How does he look? Oh, it looks good. And, yeah. and it's pretty much the same <laughs> yeah, scene. Yeah. It, it, it practically is the same movie, just yeah. that you know an updated version. And uh, Burt Reynolds is in this as well. Yeah. So, so you were talking <laughs> about the old guy that yeah. he speaks to earlier. So, Burt Reynolds plays the old guy. Burt Reynolds. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so, which I, I love that. I love the fact that he. He can come and, back at- and there's a bit I don't know if you remember in the remake where they go on the golf course that's not actually and they go on the golf course They like the governor takes them on the golf oh, course is, but that, is, little- is that where he has the whole thing about throwing the game where he has the conversation is it it's before yeah yeah it's around about that time okay, but, yeah. but they go out to the golf course to talk and yeah. the people at the golf course are were the guards they played the guards in like, in the original Edward, in the original yeah <laughs> so you've got the guards so you've got the the uh, I guess it's like a homage, but you've got the guards that are actually in the team, and they're yeah. they're all in their golf duds, you know, looking a bit older. Yeah. And I mean, it's just like, whoa, look, <laughs> you know, obviously playing different characters. Yeah. But, you know, it was just just really, he, you know, uh, to me, Adam Sandler. Some people don't like Adam Sandler. Yeah. But, and there's a few movies that I have to say I'm not really, but this is particularly good. Yeah. I, I, I think I really. Well, like I, this. I think every now and then he can actually be he, he can actually be quite um, quite good. Usually, and the funny thing is, I think Adam Sandler can be good if he's restricted. There's some films in which you feel like he has a bit too much freedom to do whatever the heck good, he wants. Good point. Yeah. And whenever he has that freedom to do whatever the heck he wants, the film seems to suffer for it. For it. But when he has a film where you can feel okay that there's already there's definitely a story there and he's not like in charge of the story. So the fact that this film sticks so closely to the original Longest Yard and everything like that, I think helps bring out the best in him. Yeah, because that's then, a good point. Because good he, point. He, he, it, it's almost as if he feels, if he has too much control, he has to save the film and it has to become all about him. And this doesn't become all about him. And he, he gets to actually give a performance as opposed to just be Adam Sandler. I still think, well, he's he's definitely no Burt Reynolds. No, 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 no Burt Reynolds. <laughs> he's no Burt Reynolds, sure. and I and I find it very, very hard to buy him as a quarterback in any American football team. I don't care how weak they are. I find it very hard to buy Adam Sandler as that. But I think the the film ends up being just, and it just it plays pretty much the same scenes, but it is more. Um, it's more comical. Comical, yeah. It's more. It's like the way they play it and the way they say certain lines and the way they go for things. And it, it's it's definitely because I think the longest yard is more of a it's more of a dark comedy almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like things are funny, but you're like, is that supposed to be funny? This is a serious situation. Is it kind of supposed to be funny? And the longest yard is kind of in well in the Adam Sandler one. It's made obvious that it is supposed to be funny. Yeah, it's that's it. Yeah, it's, so, it's yeah. It's it's. I mean, it's great as remakes go. It's I, I think it's. Well, it's not. Well, it's a remake, and it's an yeah. identical remake. You know, yeah. they haven't tried to really change it in any way, which, which is great, and it works. It change works. it or update it or anything like that. They, but they, yeah, they, because they have they even have like um um the rapper Nelly, who ends up playing the character of the really of the first guy who actually comes into comes the, team. To the team. Yeah, and I was actually shocked because you know the whole thing about the 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 sort of gay the gay prisoners, yeah, the gay prisoners who become like who who are quite camp and become the yeah. cheerleaders. I thought that that was I thought that was totally an Adam Sandler edition. Like you say that no, that was actually in the original. original that was in and the I was original. Like, Seriously, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> in the like, original. That's quite good. Although a bit that a bit that wasn't in the original is the bit where they 
spike one of the guards drinks with estrogen so that he actually starts gaining all hormonal yeah he does do they that's do that in the, yeah they do that's that in the, the original. original as well yeah oh my word yeah yeah does he grow breasts yeah he's the same sort of thing oh, let's get out. <laughs> oh yeah they do oh. they do that the the i, um, wanna, I wanna the, have like a double bill evening where you watch both films both back films to back. yeah the um <laughs> it's quite funny the bit where you know he wants to get the game films and he has to there's like the secretary isn't there the, the, oh yeah, and yeah he has to do silly things and that that's in it as well but it's not quite as uh Oh, not quite. Oh, yeah, he has to, yeah, he has he has to dress to do, up, yeah, and all dress that up kind of like stuff. a cowboy and stuff, yeah. and all in it. And they got yeah, that 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 bit's in there. And I'm but, trying to think of the just, actresses. It's just, it's just mm. like pushed as it's pushed a lot further in it, yeah. Adam Sandler's. Adam thing. Sandler's. It's more slapstick. Yeah, 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 yeah. More slapstick, exactly. Yeah. Okay, and and this. Oh, so you have one thing to no, say. No, 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 no. It's cool. I, I think I was going to say about the. Uh, the Vinnie Jones. Yes, and there was also a British remake of this. So obviously this film was called Mean Machine when it was released in the UK. And there was a British remake of this called The Mean Machine, which was all about proper football as opposed to American soccer. football. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, Americans soccer. called soccer. Yeah. Yes, Americans. <laughs> so yeah, it was just over proper football. They had Vinnie Jones in it playing Statham, the... Statham, Jason Statham. Oh, Jason Statham's the keeper, isn't he? <laughs> Jason Statham. Oh my God, I'm just Danny Dyer. This. It, it, because it more or less, it, it kind of seems to sort of like get people from my like Guy Ritchie movie. It does, you know, yeah, man. definitely. Yeah, I'll bring them in. So yes, Jason Statham. has a guy called Vaz Blackwood. <laughs> Vaz Blackwood is like massive, yeah, man. And so, and in this, because when I first heard about this, I thought they were remaking it, and I heard, okay, they're going to cast Vinnie Jones as this disgraced ex-football star <laughs> who ends up in jail. I was like. That's brilliant casting. <laughs> I thought that's that's amazing. <laughs> like you know, who else would you? Yeah, Vinnie Jones. Vinnie Jones. It makes sense. Be. It makes total total sense. Really? Yeah. And and the thing is, and the thing is that also Vinnie Jones, he does actually have a lot of charisma on screen. He, yeah. He has quite a lot of charisma on screen. Except as a juggernaut in X Men. That was a problem of the film, and not really a problem of Vinnie Jones. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was a film problem, though it really. Is. So, what do you think about the remake, the British remake with Vinnie Jones? Mm, I, 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 from a personal point of view, it was okay, but it didn't really, it didn't really. I don't know. It didn't didn't grab me that yeah. much. You know, it was okay. It was okay to watch, but uh, not a, not a classic. How about yourself? Well, the thing is, I I think that it comes down to a problem that. When you think about it, right, there's a lot more American football movies than there are football movies. That's true. And I think I think that's because football, as in, so like, you know, foot the what, what the rest of the world plays apart from in America, football, I think it's a lot less cinematic than American football is. American football is very kind of like, you have the cinematic thing as a contact sport. You're going to have all the hits. And it's going to be like, and all that. And you can have all, and you have all your timeouts. So you can have like a timeout in the middle of a game and you can add tension because they come in and they do the play and they say, you go there, you go there, you go there, you go there. Okay, throw the ball. Yeah. And then they can have the slow motion thing of the guy catching the ball and then he touched down. And, and it's just, it's dramatic. It's it dr- is. Well, I mean, it's made for, for TV, isn't it? I mean, yeah. the, the, you, you know, um, because and it has so many breaks yeah. American football has the breaks because they want to show because they want to show co- commercials and I mean I've been to a few games and they have a, a chap on the sideline that's got like a big big red glove yeah. and I always wondered what it was he just stands there and he, he walks on the field and goes like that and they call a timeout it's called yeah. a, like for, just for TV not not the teams don't call a timeout anything else they just decide to stop it so they because can they want to show some, because some adverts, a lot of yeah. people are watching this and they want to show adverts and that's how they make their money. Which is why our football, soccer, in the States doesn't really Catch. get the coverage because oh, yeah. I don't think it grabs the you know, the sponsorship, the advertising, because it doesn't have you know, it's like forty five minutes. Yeah. Constant, you know. Yeah, and, and I think I think that's for me, I think that's part of the problem. I think with it's, it's I think it's a good idea and I, as I said, I thought it was good casting putting Vinnie Jones yeah. in it. I th- I thought the main problem is the fact that it's football and football is not a cinematic because it's kind of like it's not because you don't have like the hits. It's supposed to be people like doing all these tricks and all that. And how do you actually show people doing the tricks? tricks yeah. So I think that the films, I think the films that have football in them or the TV shows that have football in them, they focus a lot more on the fans. Yeah. So when you show the fans and you see what it means to the fans and then you show the people in the stands and when they actually score a goal and then that's when you get the drama. Yeah. That's when you get the high stakes when you focus on the fans because it's like, you see what it what it means, but when you focus on the game itself, which is what something like that would have to, 
it, it doesn't really doesn't. It's, it's, because like for instance you have the in the Reynolds one do I get to hit the guards yeah what's the equivalent in the uh, when you have like football it's like it's like okay yeah do I get to tackle the, tackle guards, the guards but yeah. if I hit him it's a foul and then the game stops so it's it's just not yeah, as cinematic that, that's an excellent so, point excellent point I mean there's been a few football movies and it's interesting you should say that because it has been mainly about the fans and there's not much football in there yeah. I mean I know they've been quite violent you've had like um, Green Street Green Street was yeah. one wasn't it Football yeah. Factory yeah The Firm yeah Away Days even even when it gets to less less violent ones Fever Pitch Fever Pitch Fever yeah. Pitch that, it's about the fans it's about the fans and it's about what it means to the fans yeah because the game itself it's yeah you, it, it's. I mean if you wanted to watch a game of football it's different it's just like going to watch a game of football on yeah. TV or, or yeah. going to the stadium and watch it it doesn't have that like yeah. you say it doesn't have the cinematic experience and, and even when it. you take the, you take the camera into the field and you put the camera in the field and it, it just doesn't it looks rubbish quite frankly mm. it really I mean I mean, there was actually there was a documentary made called Next Goal Wins yep that was about this it was about the worst football team in the that has, they've never won a match or anything like that and the, even it was a documentary the guys who made the, they understood this that okay this is the problem you have with football and they they had a rule that said the the camera never goes on the pitch. Ah. They said the camera never goes on the pitch because that's rubbish. But in American football, the camera you put the camera on the pitch. You have like this guy running back gets the ball, starts running, and the camera's like tracking with yeah, him, yeah. and he's like, ugh, ugh, hitting yeah. people out of the way. It's just a cinema. It's just something you want to look at. Look at it. it's true. Yeah, yeah, very true. Good, great point. Yeah, but um, but yeah, so that that's why I think that that might not have worked so well. Um, uh, it's yeah, just because of the subject. Subject, yeah, Great, yeah subject matter. Good idea, good idea. But I think you you had a problem in that. You're filming something that's not doesn't really work that well on film. Escape from victory. You've seen that. Uh, <laughs> Escape from victory. I think that that's kind of like you know, it's got that whole bank holiday. Yeah. It, it's it's like it's almost it's almost kind of like it's rubbish, but we <laughs> like it. <laughs> It's rubbish. It's rubbish. Steve is still doesn't understand anything about football, but we like it. <laughs> but yeah, that that's the thing. Oh, I wrote. Oh, there was one that we loved as kids, but it was even now I can tell you it was rubbish. I can't remember what the film was called. But anyway, anyway. All right. Um, thank you very much for listening to us okay. today. Thank you for being with us today. Thank you, Leonard. Um, I hope you all get better. I hope you all get out of the hospital soon. Listen to your doctors and remember that as always, they just do not make them like they used to. See ya. See ya.